Welcome to The Art of Significance with your host, Hall of Fame speaker, New York Times bestselling author, university professor, gold record songwriter, and award-winning athlete, Dan Clark. Get ready for engaging discussions with some of the most influential people in the world who will impart their wisdom, stories, and inspiration on why and how to achieve the level beyond success. Now here's your host, Dan Clark. Welcome to my show. Million and a half listeners, 21 countries. Billy Dean is truly one of my heroes. You know, we we become the average of the five people we associate with the most, which means we must be willing to pay any price and travel any distance to associate with extraordinary human beings. You hear me talk about that almost in every show. But the coolest thing about my first guest going right to Billy Dean is the reality that, yeah, we become the average of the five people we associate with the most. And that's why I love going to Nashville and hang around with songwriters because clearly they're the smartest people in the world. But do you realize that you have access to Billy Dean's influence just by listening to his music? That you have access to Billy Dean's philosophy on life and living and success just by listening to his songs and reading in between the lines, you know, we have to edit so every word pays its own way. And because Billy Dean is a Grammy award-winning songwriter and has had so much influence on all the music coming out of Nashville for so many years, he broke out in 1989 and visualize this listeners, especially you listening women. I first saw Billy Dean and Billy Bob's in Fort Worth, Texas. He and I laugh about that because here's this 6'5", handsome, his hair has, is, he walks into a room and women go, oh, I wish I had hair like his. He, his hair has not moved since 1987. He breaks out in eight, 1989 and Billy Dean has to eliminate so many of the obvious lessons in his song so it fits into a three minute and 40 second format so it can be a hit song played on country radio. So today what I want to do is I want to talk to Billy about songwriting, specifically asking him questions about so many of his songs. Maybe we'll have time to get to 10 of his songs, which are so amazing, and then conclude by talking about what he believes it takes to be a real man, a song that he wrote way back in the day, and I believe it was released in 1998, but it's so prevalent and so real today, especially when we have to start teaching our young men and each other what it takes to be a real man. So without any further ado, I know Billy's on the line. Let me just say he's a genuine American troubadour and a master of singing and songwriting. And my buddy Billy captivates his audience with musical drama and his finger style acoustic guitar playing. One of the great guitar players in the world. And it's res- reminiscent of James Taylor and Eric Clapton on an acoustical and some of the great balladeers like 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 uh, uh, John Denver who teach us through their music. I could read so many things about him. Let me just say that he has topped 11 top 10 singles, five number ones, and over 4 million albums sold. And his musical roots are entangled with folk, southern rock, bluegrass, and classic country. Please... Get your family and friends around your computer. Pull this up on demand as a podcast. We are going to talk to the one and only, the amazing, 
handsome dog. There's some men that are handsome, but there's just a handful who are pretty. And it's Billy Dean. Billy Dean, you Abercrombie model <laughs> dude. What's up with that? Baby, talk to me. <laughs> My goodness, I was dead. I was, I was like, who, is he really t- is he talking about me? <laughs> what an introduction, so- pal, man. I, I've never had an introduction. Well, you and I know each other so well. You're one of my you're one of my dearest dearest friends and we we do agree about this, you know, philosophy of a of I think I think we both have been just trying to be the best men we could be, you know, over the years. It takes a it takes a, a man, you know, who who's had a lot of pitfalls as myself, you know, uh to to learn from them and uh but pal thank you so much for just a beautiful introduction it's so good to talk Um, to you today and you're coming to utah in concert we'll talk about that before we go off the air i can't wait to see you again but let's just if you'll let me just do something i've always wanted to do brother i want to just talk to you specifically about some of your songs and then let you philosophize not so much about why you wrote it but just what you now believe in 2018 because so many of these hits are timeless hits, but you wrote them, you know, a few years ago. So let's just start with Somewhere in My Broken Heart. Everyone has had a relationship end that they really did not want to end. And life has a funny way of taking us where it wants us to be. And this song that is at the top of of your list in my mind, it's a great example of that. So talk to us about Somewhere in My Broken Heart, because we've all had relationships that didn't really go the way we wanted or ended in the way we wanted. Teach us what we need to know now that you're a a, a seasoned vet in 2018. Yeah, you know, thank you, Dan. I uh, certainly have had my share of broken hearts, you know, and uh, and the, the idea was all the, uh, all the, the, uh, you know, the, the fallout of having your heart shattered, you know, if you metaphorically could, could take it and, 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 you know, it shattered on the ground and into tiny pieces, you know, what all would go into, what, what would you find? You'd, you, obviously you'd find pain, you'd find bitterness, uh, you'd find, you know, anger, uh, all of those things. But, the most important thing would be to look for to see if there's any pieces of forgiveness, you know, in there. Forgiveness, and um, I found that you know, bitterness and anger is the direct enemy of creativity. You know, you don't if, if and I'm that's my my work, and so uh, you know, we're in a we're in a job of that's filled with disappointment and rejection and and on business side, but also. It it's uh, it takes its toll on relationships as well. So lots of broken hearts involved in the entertainment business. But what I found was if you could find those pieces of forgiveness, those pieces to uh, to learn from it and move on, um, you, you you fare you fare much better uh, dwelling on on the forgiveness than you do the bitterness. And that's really uh, somewhere my broken heart is about. Uh, Letting someone go, find you know, find their uh, find their way, and and you hope that you hope one day that they, as they're in search for the perfect love, that they would come back and circle back around to the one who who let them go, uh, which would really be an act of of love. You know, I I, t- I told my two kids one of the best things I think off the top of my head that I could have ever 
tell my two kids, I have a son and a daughter who's very close in age, and uh, they were constantly fighting about, um, you know, just trying to make each other see life the way they saw it. And I, it dawned on me that they didn't even have the same body parts or chemistry, that there's physically no way you're going to get a man to think like a woman and a woman to think like a man. And, and what, what's beautiful about that is it requires you to accept each other, um, accept the things you don't understand, which I, in my opinion, is one of the, the biggest forms and acts of love that you could display is accepting things that you don't understand and forgiving uh, those that, that have hurt you so deeply. Um, so that's really what Somewhere My Broken Heart was about. Yeah. And it, we just, it was a beautiful melody, this beautiful, beautiful melody that Richard Lee uh, played on the piano. And it just it drew those lyrics out of us from that melody. And, and- and you know what's so crazy, you know, because you're so creative and every every songwriter, balladeer, every recording artist, they always talk about, I, okay, I want you to hear my new stuff. Okay, let me share some of my new stuff. And we're always working on new stuff. And yet what you just proved is that Somewhere in My Broken Heart should be a number one song every year. It should still be played in the top 40 routine and, and list of every country station. Let's go to another one of your hits. You don't yep. count the cost. So some things in life are hard to deal with, and there are many examples in the song of things that are overcome by love. Good segue, brother. Talk to us about you don't count the cost. To me, that is one of the most, um, that, to me, that's a, it's such an American trait uh, that I find among American uh, men and women, that especially moms, you know, uh, and, and especially dads, it, 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 it's a soldier that, that the love of country, uh, you know, fighting for this idea that our great country uh, was founded on, you know, you don't count the cost. You don't even count the cost of your, of your own life. Uh, it's, that's something worth giving your life for. And same thing with, I think, a mother. I think one of the hardest things for fathers, I think, at least it, it was in my case, you know, um, when, when my kids were first born, you know, they were just these little things that, that just needed food and sleep. And I didn't have any, you know, connection until they were, were you know, two, three years old, starting to show some personality. But a mother, you know, you forget a mother's been carrying those kids for, for nine months and they've been part of her body and part of her you know, everything, and she will absolutely do anything, you know, for for their survival and, and to, uh, you know, to raise them right. And so, um, but, the, you know, you don't count the cost to me is, is, is basically, it says when it comes to love, you don't count the cost, and, you know, whatever it takes. Um, and I do believe that's the most important force uh, on the planet when it's, when it's, uh, when it's done right, you know, uh, it, you know, with, with purity and, and with no, uh, you know, where you don't have any expectations, you mm-hmm. know, um, love is patient. It's kind. Yeah. It holds no record of wrongs as we learn in those sacred scriptures. Um, and that's to me, uh, really basically what our, our philosophy was, was, you know, as a country was founded upon, 
that these ideas, you know, we hold to be these truths, you know, that men are created equal and, uh, and men, women have died for that very philosophy. That's, that's what's so powerful about that song to me. It talks about the soldier. It talks about the mother. You know, it talks about, you know, Christianity. Um, you know, Jesus's story has a little bit of that in there as well. So, yeah. What an amazing, um, what an amazing song. Okay, so if there hadn't been you, another one of my favorite all-time Billy Dean songs. So life's often full of obstacles that we're not sure we can overcome. So as the song teaches me, however, with true love and a good partner, anything is possible. Talk to us about your hit song, If There Hadn't Been You. You know, I, I thank you. I, I, you know, if there hadn't been you, uh, I mean, if, I know I've, I've been single you know, in my in my days, and and I have I've had my back in the day. I, you know, when I go over to my buddy's house, you know, there would be you know basically no furniture, maybe a can of a, a pop and, and a couple of bags of Doritos, and, and you know, it's just not a home at all, just a just a shell of a place for a dwelling. And I I think you know when uh, when you find that significant other in your life. You know, it 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 makes you know one plus one equals three. Then and so, for if there hadn't been you, I, I think a lot about you know Stephanie, my wife, because um, I was just I was basically like that, just you know a a man pretty much left to my own demise without you know without the, <laughs> the love and the and the power of a woman uh, in my life. And it doesn't have to you know be a woman, a man, it's whatever. You know, I'm pretty open to it was really about love you know for me but but i just know that that i'm better when there's a when when i have a, a an incredible woman in my life and i do with with my wife stephanie uh she has all my blind spots you know i have blind spots and she and these blind spots are are or places that she she has my back and she can let me know it's coming you know what's coming because she can see things that I can't see, and I'm better for it. So if there hadn't been for her, I, I can tell you right now, um, you know, I, there's no telling where I would. I'd probably be living in a shack out in the, in the wilderness somewhere <laughs> with, a, yeah. with a couple of cans of Coke and a bag of Doritos. I <laughs> know, uh, yeah. You, you and I am thorough going, hey, now what are we going to do? I get it. Exactly. Okay, so one of my most... <laughs> One of my most favorite songs, brother, it's so inspirational, only here for a little while. You know, it has that gospel feel, obviously, and the the lyrics kind of add and kind of guide us through that. But it's the most uplifting song. Anybody in any situation needs to be reminded that we're only here for a little while. So I don't know what which of your top songs, your your number ones, your your 11 top 10s. I don't know which one is your favorite or most inspirational, but just teach us about only here for a little while. Well, you know, I had, that was the, that was really like the first, first real single that I had uh, off of Capitol Records. And it was, um, you know, I, I knew that I only had one shot, you know, one shot at this. And, you know, your record label will put a song out and if it fails, um, you know, it's pretty much, you know, you might not, it's a good chance you won't get another shot, you know. Um, and so I, I was a demo singer in Nashville singing 
songs for, I was the voice for a lot of songwriters who didn't sing, and, and I happened to record that song as a demo for uh, a songwriter buddy of mine, and, and I said, uh, if I ever get a record deal, if I ever get that one shot, you know, that's what I would want to say, because whether I made it or whether I didn't make it, at least I came out of the shoot with, with a message that I believed in, and so I did. I, it, it turned out to where I got a record deal. That song became my, my first single, and it was, it was just kind of uh, floating around in the, in the Billboard Top 60, you might say, you know, just not really catching on much. And then uh, something major happened. Our, our country, we went into the very first Gulf War over in Iraq with, with Bush Sr. and Schwarzkopf. Uh, and the whole climate uh, and mood of the country changed. I, I think we, we got reflective. We, we all, because for the first time in a lot of people's lives, I know that, that we'd ever they'd ever experienced our country being in a conflict or in a war. And, and the message of that song really, really hit home. And we saw it starting to climb the charts and, and uh, eventually went all the way into the to top five. I think it went to number three or something like that. And, and it, it was one of the longest, um, you know, shelf lives of songs in, in the charts that I ever had. And I just think it was the strength of that, of that message. And I'm so glad because I did only have the one shot and, uh, it just happened to be the, the right thing at the right time. Uh, you couldn't have said any, any better. Okay. So now that we're old and you remind us about the noises in the night and how they're not always what they seem, but that lesson carries over into our adult life. So talk to us about only the wind. I love that song, brother. I love that song. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Only the Wind, man. Um, that was written by uh, Chuck Jones and I believe Tom Shapiro, uh, two great writers uh, on that tune. Uh, you know, growing up in Florida, the home state of my home state of Florida, uh, you know, we were we had a lot of wind, a lot of tornadoes, hurricanes, and that sort of thing. And and uh, it was all, uh, I just remember when I heard this song, it just put me back into that place Um you know, growing up as feeling vulnerable as a kid during those storms. Um, and I never saw the twist coming the first time I ever heard this song where, um, where the singer, you know, is losing, uh, losing his girl and, and, uh, and the doors are slamming and it's bringing back, you know, uh, the reminiscence of, of the time when he's most vulnerable, which was in these storms. And, and, uh, so, I uh, I always loved that song because it it, it kind of had a, a it, sort of a '70s feel to it, like uh, had sort of a Dan Fogelberg feel or maybe a Christopher Cross feel to it. So musically, it was uh, kind of reflective of of some of the music musical influences that I'd had, and and then it had that great little twist at the end. Uh, it just sucked me in with the with the lyric you know, talking about the storms and then all of a sudden, man, you're in a relationship and she's storming out the door and it just, I just never saw that coming. So I love songs that have surprises like that. And, and again, it just, it was reminiscent of a lot of the music I grew up listening to and wanted to bring that style of music to country music. 
Awesome. My guest is Billy the Kid. This is Dan Clark on VoiceAmerica.com Influencers Channel. Uh, Billy Dean, Billy the Kid. As we grow up, it seems that we miss things that we remember from our childhood, and this song is so freaking awesome. And I want you to explain from a songwriter's perspective how important it is for us to reminisce on on our childhood, on the way we've been raised. It's so Mm. crazy. I had a conversation with one of my daughters just a little while ago, and she said, Dad, I hit rock bottom. And I said, no, 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 you didn't hit rock bottom. You hit rock foundation. You hit rock belief system. You hit how you've been raised. You hit rock core values. And if we haven't been raised correctly, if 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 we don't have a foundation built on rock solid ideas, core values, beliefs, and it's been built on sand, it's just going to wash away as quickly as the storm hits. And Billy the Kid, this magnificent song, Um, it reminds us that it's okay to reminisce and think about the things we miss most from our childhood. And hopefully, like you show in the song, that you had some great memories cruising around your neighborhood, you know, running the show. So from a songwriter's perspective, teach us what Billy the Kid can teach us now that we're adult men. You know, um, right and wrong was so black and white and very clear uh, for me as a, as a kid, when I was a kid. You know, uh, as I got older and I moved to Nashville and, you know, I became, you know, blinded by ambition, you know, the desire to succeed to the point where I was willing to bend the rules uh, black and white, right and wrong was no longer uh, as clear to me, uh, especially if it stood in the way of of my agenda of, of trying to, you know, uh, trying to make it in this industry. And, and the, you know, the business, this business is very, uh, uh, it's a tough business, you know, because you're dreaming of, you know, you're dreaming of being something and, and fame and fortune, all the you know, I chased it for all the wrong reasons, you know, in the early days, but it, 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 it got me, you know, where I needed to be. But, but what, what came out of that was, uh, uh, you know, it cost me, I think a piece of myself that, that I, I, I didn't think I would ever be willing to compromise. And I, uh, you know, it made, it turned me into, uh, you know, not a person that I really liked. And I, I didn't understand what the problem was with that. Uh, until I, you know, had time to really reflect on that. And, and so, uh, the, you know, to find just what your daughter said, to find, you know, ground zero, I had to go back and, uh, and think about, you know, w- what is right and wrong. And, and, and when I, and I tell you, nothing helped me better than, than having my own kids. My kids parented me more than I parented them because it reminded me that, no, there is no gray area. It is either right or it is either wrong. And I missed those days uh, so much when it was so clear, you know, in my mind. And, uh, and I realized, you know, as I grew up um, and I was hungry for, you know, to, to make it in this, in this business, that, uh, that I was willing to do just almost anything for it. And I didn't know at what price it would, it would be, but, uh, I learned from that and, uh, you know, and I paid my, for my mistakes and, uh, but I became, I think a a better person for it. And, 
And so I do miss Billy the Kid and the innocence that, that I had, you know, growing up. It was kind of a Huckleberry Finn kind of a childhood because my dad tried to grow me up. My dad was a World War II veteran. He was a paratrooper. He was in one of the most elite forces, uh, the 517th Infantry Division. He was in the Battle of the Bulge. And, and he his philosophy was he needed to make me a man at 12 years old, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and so uh, I, uh, I kind of, you know, rejected some of that. I mean, I, I found myself, you know, trying to get out of the house and get away from that because, man, it was, he was putting me to work and, uh, you know, and, and t- telling me all about how, you know, what he thought of, you know, uh, he wanted me to be a man, you know, and grow up and be a real man. And, and uh, man, I just, I wanted to be a kid. And so that, I didn't realize that theme was going to be so prevalent in, in my music, but it, it's in songs like, you know, the other title, like Let Them Be Little and the album, young man and songs like men will be boys it's a, a kind of a running theme in my music but billy the kid really was sort of a a tipping point for that that this was something i, I needed to explore uh, even a little bit more yep so <clears throat> i definitely want to conclude our conversation with let them be little but let me throw in uh loving you is what i do i mean come on man talk to us about that teach us from a songwriter's perspective, what that song means and why it resonates every single time I hear it, it just kind of brings tears to my eyes. Like, you know, this is why I wake up. This is the fuel in my tank. You know, this is this, this is the fire in my fireplace, you know? That's exactly right. You know, after having some clarity, you know, after Billy the Kid and, and, and all this, you know, being blinded by, ambition and I, and and getting into this business I realized you know what I do for a living is is not who I am you know I'm a I'm a husband and I'm a father and first and and when I when I uh it was a wonderful love song I'll tell you an interesting thing about that I was not in a really good place in my life to sing uh love songs uh because you know, I had gone through a divorce, and my image in country music was, you know, we did have a lot of, of females who wanted to hear love songs, and I just was not in a place where I, I could do that until I heard, it's what I do, and, and I sang that for my kids at, at a time in my life when... Um, when when the industry wanted me to sing this song, my label really wanted me to do this song, and I knew they were right. I knew it was a, a special song, and I had to find an angle that I a, a really organic way to sing that. In other words, I had to find somebody to sing it to, you know. And uh, so, um, uh, when I thought about my kids, I thought, man, that is really that's that's who I could sing this to. I could I, I could sing this love song, which meant to be a you know, well, it could be a love song really to anyone, but that's, uh, it really defined for me what I stood for, I think, you know, for my career, my, my brand, which was going to be, um, you know, a family first and kind of career second. And um, that was the, the, the tipping point for me for that song. Okay, so let's talk about Let Them Be Little. <clears throat> so it's a love song about a little girl and how quickly she grows up. And obviously, it was written from a parent's perspective, you and Richie, 
came up with a timeless hit, teach us about kind of, in my mind, Billy, it ties a, a bow around what you've been saying that that you want to be that amazing example, not just to your little girl and not to, to you, you, but, but to all of us, all of us men, uh, you know, so I, I, it's almost like teach them correct principles so that they can govern themselves. Teach us about the story behind Let Them Be Little and why everyone wants you to p- perform that and why that resonates with everyone in every generation. Well, I can tell you, man, um, you know, for as parents, you know, we start off trying to shape and mold our kids. And I, I found myself telling and my kids and trying to shape and mold them with philosophies that I wasn't living by. And and I felt like I, I, I changed my whole perspective. In fact, I found that my kids had a better understanding. Their instincts were correct about what was fair, what wasn't fair. Not always. I'm talking about when they were a little older. And But when, you know, that, that innocent little, very cut and dry uh, perspective that kids have when they are little... Uh, ended up changing me. It shaped me. Uh, and by changing, by that changing me, their, their little perspective reminded me that, you know, it be, be childlike, be childlike in the way you think be, you know, you know, you be, you're loving, you don't let, don't let, uh, don't let, uh, you know, failure or industry or, or, you know, your perspective on yourself, uh, Anything be tainted by, uh, or or don't ever lose that little kid inside of you because to me that's your compass. You know that's your true north, and my kids help me find that. Uh, you know, find that within myself rather than me shaping molded them. I started observing them and watching them when they were little, uh, and it was it just it melt your heart. It melted my heart, and. Uh, and it, it, it changed me. You know, I, I, I realized that uh, that was something that I had, had been, that I had lost and I was struggling uh, as a person to, to get it back. And I was writing about it, thinking about it. I wasn't sure how to go about it. Uh, but until I, I watched them when they were so little, uh, that's, that, uh, that verse, I've never felt so much in one little tender touch. I live for those kisses, your prayers, your wishes. And now you're teaching me how only a child can see. That was a that was the line that that uh, I'm pretty sure I wrote that line. It's <laughs> uh, so that, good. Uh, that's what I got out of it. Is is they taught me, they parented me, and uh, and you know they've made all the right decisions. I, th- I think I think it changed my parenting philosophy to just live according to those principles and the kids would just emulate that rather than me trying to parent, teach and, and lecture and just live it. They naturally just follow you, you know? So that was, uh, that was been a teaching tool for me as well. Sweet little song. Thank you for that one. No, I love it. Well, time's up, Billy Dean. Tell people how they can get a hold of your music on purpose. Last time I interviewed you, we, 
we played music. And this time I decided I just wanted to talk to Billy Dean, the man, and then expect the listeners to go on iTunes and download your songs, go to your website, bring you in as a corporate uh, entertainer. So uh, teach us how to get a hold of you at every way, brother, especially how they can download your music so they can listen to the songs that we just talked about. Absolutely. Um, well, first of all, if, um, if you happen to be in the uh, Sandy, Utah area this Thursday, um, I am going to be playing a concert at Sandy, Utah this Thursday, and um, also I will be back in Huntsville, Utah, up at Snow Basin August the 4th for the True Believer uh, Festival. It's uh, uh, right there up uh, August 4th. Uh, we are Emmy Lou Harris, Rodney Crow, a lot of great songwriters going to be there. We're going to have our music there. If you want a physical copy, we'll have it there on hand. If not, if you can't make it, uh, I would love for you to follow me on on Spotify. Uh, that's a really good good place to hear all the music. Of course, iTunes has our music, but the best thing to do would be to uh, go to BillyDean.com. It's all uh, kind of centrally located right there. Follow us on uh Facebook and Spotify, and for sure, if you can come to Sandy, Utah this uh, this Thursday, uh, or if you can't make it, come on back up to Huntsville Snow Basin August the 4th for a big music festival there as well, uh, and I'd love to stay in touch with people, because we are touring quite a bit this year. Um, we're writing, i got a lot of new music coming. I've been working on a screenplay about uh, about what a real man uh uh, is in my opinion uh, as to how you know some of the guys that I grew up around and was raised around. So, got a lot of new music coming up, and uh, and hopefully people will stay in touch and and support us. But come on out this week if you can, and love to see you in person. Be great. Billy Dean is my guest, Grammy Award winning songwriter, eleven top ten singles, five number ones, but more importantly. One of the greatest human beings on our planet. I love you, brother. You know that. I love your example. I love your inspiration. It's fun to just sit around and shoot the bull and laugh our guts out. So who knows, man? You might see a little crazy guy backstage on Thursday. Who knows? I got to get back from Vegas in time, but I, that's my goal. So <laughs> I'd love to see you anytime. You are my brother. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, man. Thanks, Billy. This is Dan Clark, VoiceAmerica.com influencers channel my next guest is michael sean covey the executive director of bridal up hope he's been on the phone here for a couple of minutes i didn't want to cut off billy Uh, he's so inspirational but the music and the lyrics and especially let them be little and it's only we're only here for a little while those lyrics his powerful balladeer voice kind of sets up what I want to talk to Michael Sean Covey about. Let's go to a commercial break. Don't go anywhere. Gather your friends and family, coworkers around your computer, because Michael Sean Covey is going to talk to us about what we need to do to take care of every single moment of every single day to the best of our ability as friends, as brothers, as parents, as loved ones. You don't want to miss my interview with Michael Sean Covey coming up in just a minute. Commercial break. We'll be back in a moment. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you're an event meeting planner like me, you have two ongoing challenges. 
You can't afford to have a speaker who bombs. And when you do have an amazing speaker, who in the world do you bring into next year's meeting that will top them? Well, you never have to worry again. Book Dan Clark. Dan Clark is one of the most incredible human beings on the planet. He's been named one of the top 10 speakers in the world. He's known for customizing his speech around your meeting theme. So your people leave with benefits that last a lifetime. Here's the number, 1-800-676-1121. Or just visit danclark.com. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You're listening to The Art of Significance featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop Dan a line via email to Clark at xmission.com. Now back to the Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. Welcome back. My next guest is Michael Sean Covey, who's the Executive Director of Bridal Up Hope. It's a 501c3 not, nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping young women build hope and confidence through equestrian training. And Michael Sean and his parents started the foundation in memory of Michael Sean's sister, Rachel, who passed away in 2012 at the age of 21. And Michael Sean oversees the foundation's operations as well as fundraising and marketing activities. Michael, I apologize. I'm going to have you back, but I want to just get right to the heart and soul of, of what the Bridal Up Hope Foundation, what do you, what do you accomplish through your equestrian training? And who is this specifically for? Sure. Uh, well, first of all, Dan, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Um, and uh, I'd love to, to tell you about, you know, our foundation and where we're going. Um, so Bridal Up Hope is really designed to help the one. We're, we're looking for, for girls um, between the ages of 12 and 25 who are struggling with low self-confidence, anxiety, depression. Uh, maybe they've been through some abuse or some trauma. Um, and we, we focus on helping these girls. Uh, we bring them out here to Bridal Up Hope headquarters um, in Alpine, Utah. Uh, we teach them how to ride a horse. Uh, we teach them life skills. We help them make positive social connections with peers and with the horses. Um, and we... We give them resilience so that, uh, you know, they can, they can carry on in their lives. 
Um, and so that that's really our purpose at Bridal Up Hope. So tell us about your sister, Rachel. Let's, uh, I want you to pay tribute to this amazing young woman who I never had the, the privilege of meeting, but her reputation and her, her circle of influence was amazing. Let's pay tribute to Rachel for a moment and, and tell us anything you want to tell us about her her life and her legacy and uh, and maybe even her, her, her tragic passing. Sure. Um, yeah, so Rachel is my, my younger sister. Uh, she passed away in 2012 uh, from the effects of depression. Um, it was uh, it was an accident related to some antidepressants, and she'd been battling depression for many years. And um, when she passed away, it was a tragic blow to our entire family. Um, and I'm the oldest of eight kids, and um, you know it was it was just uh, it was devastating for us. Um, Rachel was a, a beautiful human being, um, lived a beautiful life. Uh, she was full of uh, happiness and energy, positivity. Um, she had a lot of friends, um, and she also really struggled with depression, um, kind of in the background. And, you know, as a family, we, <clears throat> we weren't too accustomed to these types of challenges and we didn't really know what to do about it. And, um, you know, she battled with this illness for many years, um, which ultimately, you know, took her life. Um, and Rachel also had an incredible love and passion for horses, um, she got into horseback riding when she was in high school, and she had many of her friends um, uh, along, you know, to do trail riding, to, to do trail rides and endurance rides with her. Um, and it was really interesting when uh, Rachel passed away um, in our, you know, in the week before her funeral, in our grief, um, we had many of Rachel's friends come up to us and say, you know, you need to know that Rachel saved my life. And we said, what do you mean? And Rachel's friend said, you know, I was just, we were really struggling with, with school, with friends, with boys, with parents, you know, I was in the wrong crowd or this and that. And there was something magical about going out on horseback rides with Rachel up in the mountains, going on trail rides together, talking about life, bonding with nature, bonding with these these amazing animals that horses are and it was just transformational and my whole life is different now and I'm on a different course. And so I want you to know that Rachel saved my life. And we, we heard this several times and, and that was when we said, Hey, you know, we should start a foundation that honors Rachel's memory and honors her tradition of connecting girls and horses in a way, in a way that's transformative um, and so we started Bridle Up Hope just a few months after Rachel passed away. Um, and uh, this organization, we've, we've been very fortunate to, to reach and to help over 400 girls um, in, the last, in the last five years. Um, and uh, we really are, you know, focused on that. You know, it's on the one. We, we believe that if you can save one girl, you can save a whole generation, um, mm. And so, if we wow. can, if we can, if we can just help one girl, it's worth it for us. I love it. That always brings tears to my eyes when you say that, brother. One, one woman. Think about the children. Think about the grandchildren. Think about everything when you can help this one girl. So, teach us. Tell, tell us a story. Obviously, I know you're confidential, and you remove the name to protect the innocent. Yeah. 
share one classic story of a, of a, of a young lady who came to Bridal Hub Hope and, uh, and, and the transformation that occurred when she, when she left and how you keep in touch with her and know that, that what you did, your solutions really work. Yeah. Um, that's, that's honestly the best part about working for Bridal Hub Hope is hearing these types of stories and seeing the impact. Um, and so, uh, you know, a few months ago, um, we had uh, our, our pro- program graduation. We do a few a year. Um, and we had one of our graduates get up and tell her story. Um, and this was the first time that I had heard, I had heard her story. Um, this is a girl who's in her early 20s. Um, and she said that when she was in seventh grade, she started self-harming. And this continued for years <laughs> until pretty much the present day. And, uh, she, she was struggling. Um, you know, her struggles were so great. She was actually admitted to a hospital twice and she thought her life was going to be over. Um, she didn't think she was going to live any longer, um, because of these, the self-harming that, that she was engrossed in. Um, and she said that she stumbled across Bridal of Hope and she said, Bridal of Hope was, it was my last chance. Um, if, if Bridal of Hope couldn't save me, I, I, I was at my wit's end. Um, she started the Bridal of Hope program uh, last fall, um, and she had an incredible experience here. Um, she came to the barn. Uh, she met the horses. She met her instructor. Uh, she learned the life skills. We teach uh, the seven habits of highly effective people throughout, the, throughout our riding lessons. She learned the seven habits. Um, she developed some friendships, um, and ultimately she developed a new paradigm of her, of her own life. She said, uh, she said that she saw herself differently now. Um, it was as if before Bridal Up Hope, she was wearing glasses with thick mud on the lenses, and she couldn't see herself or other people or the world clearly. And it wasn't until Bridal Up Hope that she was able to, to take off her glasses and to reexamine her life and to wipe off the lenses and to put new lenses back on where she, where she should, where she could see herself and her life more clearly. And she had a greater sense for her own worth and potential. Um, mm, and wow. uh, at this, at this program graduation, she got up and she said, my whole life is different now. I don't self harm anymore. Um, I have the courage to live and to keep going and, Thank you for saving me. And that's what she wow. said. And it's, it's wow. like that, that, you know, that, that makes our, our whole job worth it. Right. And the legacy of Rachel, obviously what you just said, Michael, Sean is so provocative. We don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. If every listener was looking out the same window, somehow we could bring all of us together from every country And we're looking out the same window at the same lashing rainstorm and one complains what a horrible day and another exclaims what a wonderful day the weather did not change. That's what you said. I mean, what a powerful metaphor of looking through lenses, looking at life and realizing that, you know, when you get the man and woman right, the world is right. That's what you just taught us, brother. Thanks. So teach us about the connection. Teach us about the connection. Uh, between the horses and the young girls, because it's so fascinating that 
I, I mean, I, I don't even understand enough about it to ask up an appropriate question, bro. So <laughs> teach us about how, when you teach a young girl how to ride a horse, how they get on this giant animal and experience whatever they experience that transforms their lives. Teach us about that in a couple of minutes. Yeah, it, it's really special. Um, and uh, if you do just a little Google search on, you know, the benefits of equine activities, you'll find dozens and dozens of research articles. There's, there, there's decades of research about the power of learning to ride a horse and careful horses. Um, and so what, what we see at Bottle Up Hope is um, it, it's, it's really special. Um, you know, so these girls who come to the program, you know, they have lots of different struggles. And uh, there's something really special about the horse because horses are incredibly, they, they have incredible uh, social intelligence. Um, they have unique personalities. Um, they're, they're, they're a little bit like dogs in that they're very, um, they're very sensitive. Um, and they're very, uh, they, they, they can, they can read your emotions and sense what you're feeling. Um, horses, uh, you know, just take that to another level. And, um, the, the horses do a really good job of mirroring back, uh, what you are feeling. And so we have girls who show up at the barn and they're very anxious or they're very scared. And the horse will sense that and pick up on that and be really standoffish. And, and the horse will have anxiety. <laughs> and our instructor will help the girl to recognize this and say, hey, you know, let's, let, what can we do to help you be more courageous in this moment right now? Um, and the girl will gather a little courage and the horse will sense that. And the girl will muster up even more courage and the horse will fill it. And, you know, pretty soon the girl will be able to, to ride and interact with the horse, you know, after, after a few lessons. Um, and the girl is aware that, that she has to be confident. She can't feel anxious and she has to work at that. And the horse is really like the teacher. The horse will teach you about yourself and what you are feeling um, and will help you to, to drive towards you know, a better, a better attitude and a better personal energy. Um, and so it's just this natural, uh, symbiotic process of, um, you know, bonding with these creatures who, who teach you about yourself. Um, and then there's also something special about, you know, being able to ride and boss around a massive animal, right? A massive yeah. animal of, you know, a thousand pounds of muscle, um, we have, you know, these little girls who weigh, you know, a hundred pounds and they're so scared and shy to get on a horse. And if they can ride a horse and boss the horse around, they can do anything, right? They can, they can, they can do well at school. They can do well with their friends, with their peers. They can resist peer pressure. Um, they just have this newfound sense of confidence that is overwhelming for them. That's so amazing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my guest is Michael Sean Covey, <clears throat> Executive Director of Bridal, Hup, Bridal Up Hope, which is a 501c3 nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping young women build hope and confidence through equestrian training. And I get tears in my eyes, Michael Sean, because I know your dad, and I, I knew your grandfather, Stephen Covey, very well. From 1975, he would take me to lunch and dinner because I went to Ireland, and we can talk about all those stories <laughs> that you and I know about. But you got to just listen to this right now, brother. This has to be my greatest compliment. If 
I mean, I've heard your your uncle, you know, Mr. talk, and I've heard your dad, Sean, talk. But you sound exactly like your grandfather. The same articulation, the same quality of voice, the same hesitations as you think through the next sentence. It's unbelievable how this show seems like to be Stephen Stephen Covey incarnate. So my greatest compliment, you're a chip off the old block much more than your dad, and you make sure you tell him that about five times a day. (laughs) Dan, you're kind. Thanks. No, you're so amazing. So we have about one minute left. Let's just tell everybody how they can get a hold of you, how they can find out about Bridal Up Hope. But more importantly, if you have a child, a, a daughter, if you have a sister, if you have a friend who's struggling, how can we get a hold of bridle up hope and and at least let you give them not a sales pitch every time i'm around you you give a serve pitch and that makes you so different than most organizations teach us how we can join your tribe how we can keep up with what you're doing but more importantly how we can how we can recommend a loved one or a friend to look up bridle up hope and hook you together of course we're always looking for that one girl that needs this program um, and so the best way to get in contact with us is through our website, www.bridaluphope.org. Um, or you can just Google us and find a website that way, bridaluphope.org. Um, you can go on our website, you can read about our program, you can read the stories, um, and we have our contact information on there. My email is on our website. Um, we'd, we'd love to be in contact with you know whomever needs this program or whomever would like to to jump on board and help support us and carry this mission around the world. Very well said, Michael Sean. You're one of my heroes. And isn't it interesting that, you know, the entree to this show is always my little guitar riff that I riff that I, uh, I laid down on my very first album way before you were born. And I love to talk to music and that's why I always have a, a hit songwriter on my show. But with only 12 notes in music, knowing that every song was written with the same 12 notes in any language, in any genre, the difference between a hit songwriter and a lousy songwriter is passion, creativity, and imagination. And you always bring that to the show. You always bring that to my interview. I can't wait to spend some up close and personal one-on-one belly-to-belly time with you and your beautiful wife, Ashton. So thanks, brother. And uh, and God bless you for your example and for your family and for the legacy you leave behind. And I know Rachel was listening in today. Dan, thank you so much. Thank you for your time and your support and for everyone yeah. else listening. Yeah, we'll have you back, brother. This is Dan Clark, VoiceAmerica.com, Influencers Channel. Until next week, we're available on demand as a podcast And I highly recommend that you gather all your friends and family specifically to re-listen to this show and share it with as many people as possible. If you want to join my tribe, I'm at danclark.com. Just click on receive free free gifts and training. You always get free books and free videos, whatever we can do to connect and make your life better. Remember our military and your prayers. God bless America. And until next week, y'all have a good day. Thanks for being part of the show. Be sure to join Dan Clark next Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time for another edition of The Art of Significance on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Remember, you too can achieve the level beyond success.